This episode is brought to you by the Slash and Cast Podcast Network. There are legends around here. Who died in my G fucking king of the zombies? Even if only in their own minds. <laughs> Forgotten, but not yet dead. I want to play a game. Some have tried to stop them, but they keep coming back. Don't let the door hit you in the ass on the way out. Coming to entertain you. They are the Crystal Lake Soldiers. Welcome back to the Crystal Lake Soldiers podcast. My name is Isaiah, joined tonight by Sean and Mark. How are you guys doing this weekend? Huh? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, I'm doing right, good, dude. man. Nice. Awesome. Well, we are continuing our Spring is in the Air series. Um, tonight we're going to be covering Cabin in the Woods from 2012. Uh, one of my favorite, more recent horror movies, and it was kind of a surprise hit. Um, when it came back, when it came out back in 2012. So we're, we're going to talk about that tonight. But before we get into all that, though, what have you guys been up to this weekend? Oh, man. Well, I started on um, Castlevania season four, which has nice. been pretty cool so far. The The episodes end a little like open ended, which I, is not my favorite thing. But and there's one other complaint I have, but I don't want to bitch about it because it's still a great show. If that makes mm-hmm. sense. It's just little things I'm nitpicking on. But if you don't watch the show, you wouldn't even understand. So, still watch the show; it's great. Yeah, Isaac's the shit. So, anyways, <laughs> <laughs> still watching The Wire. Almost done with season four. Finally saw Mortal Kombat, which was freaking great. <clears throat> I can't wait to see. I kind of want to see two movies come out of this shit. I want to see something between the past of Sub Zero and Scorpion. I want to yeah. see more of that story. Even though some people don't like prequels, but I want to. That see was that. almost more interesting, I thought, than the rest. I did of too. It. Yeah, I did too, man. That's where it inspired me to watch some kung fu movies. Yeah, <laughs> but the Johnny Cage thing will be cool and all that too. So, but then I did watch some kung fu movies, man. I watched the um, Sentimental Swordsman, Master of the Flying Guillotine, Five Deadly Venoms, mm-hmm. and this one called Legend of the Broken Swords. I don't know if anybody knows any of the movies, man, but. If you like kung fu flicks, they're all freaking great. So that's awesome. These are all like I think most of these are like Shaw Brothers films, if I'm not mistaken. Okay, which can get pretty wild. Yeah, and that's about it. Other than wanting to choke people. So. <laughs> <laughs> what else is new? <laughs> but that's against the rules to say, so I can't say that. <laughs> um. So. I wasn't here last week, so I couldn't tell you guys that we finally we finally caught up and watched all of the MCU. So we're caught up with current MCU movies. Okay. Um, after like all the hype and everything that everyone's saying, I was pretty let down about Endgame. Not uh, the the final fight was awesome, mm-hmm. but I thought Infinity War was a better movie. I would probably agree with that. I'd still say my favorite out of the entire series is Civil War. I just love mm-hmm. that movie. But all in all, it was it was a fun ride throughout all of it. I don't understand why people hate still hate on uh, Captain Marvel so much. 
part of it makes me think it's because people don't like Brie Larson, and I understand that. I don't really know I much think about that is her. A lot about it, man. I don't. I don't, I don't really know anything about her outside of the movie. Me either. You know, I don't follow celebrities or anything like that. But I really like the Captain Marvel character in the movies. Yeah. Um, what else? We watched uh, Spiral, and that movie was fucking awesome. Yes, that movie I loved was it. So good. It, it is a must watch. Absolute must watch. Chris Rock, he, like, I was expecting him to do great and he did better than I expected. Always got faith in my man, man. <laughs> <laughs> Chris Rock's great. It, it's, we haven't really seen a whole lot of him in a serious role and I think he nails it. He needs more of it, man. Yeah. yeah. I've, he did one or two back, but they weren't movies anybody's seen, man. And, I was like, man, this guy's just got so much talent. There's there's one scene, and this isn't going to spoil anything because it's not anything like special, but there's like one scene where something traumatic happens and Chris Rock is walking down the hallway and the camera's just locked on his face while he's going down the hallway and all these other people are just brushing past him and just the look of total emotional destruction on him is oh, so yeah. believable. I know which That's one you're awesome. talking about. <laughs> yeah, it was such a it was such a powerful scene. Yeah, it was good. I, yeah. I love that movie. It was such a good movie. Yeah, I can't wait for it to to get the Blu-ray and watch it at home. Mm-hmm. Um, there was something. Oh, we watched uh, Army of the Dead yesterday. And well, what were your thoughts on that? Because I, I I did watch that too. I thought it was really good, but it was too goddamn long. I, that's what I was thinking too. <laughs> They could have cut so much out of it, and I know a lot of people like hate on Batista's acting. I don't hate him that much, but I thought this was probably one of his best. Yes, I would agree he was with that too. Really good in this movie. I think he. Batista I think he was that was turning me off. It was the trailer that was turning me off. Yeah, there. I don't know. A couple people have recommended it to me, man. I I, I, I think he was perfectly it. cast for this movie. I, I I think they did a good job with casting him. I, I think it, it almost looks like the role was actually written for him. So right. So yeah, I I think it was perfect for having him in that role, and it's like the whole movie. Like yes, it, it was long. I, I did like what they did with the zombies because it, it is different. I mean, granted, it's it's a lot like the Day of the Dead remake where well, they're like I super they, zombies, but um, I thought they felt like Ghost of Mars zombies. Yeah, or like mo- like the monsters on Ghost of Mars. That's mm-hmm. what I thought they felt like. But yeah, I mean, is. If, if Day of the Dead would have been like this and this well made, because I, I think this was very well made, um, yeah, it's the CG was phenomenal. Yes, yes. There were a couple scenes though where it was kind of like, eh, but ninety nine percent of it, the CGI was pretty good. And that tiger was dope. That was the <laughs> biggest complaint I had. Is I, I just thought the the tiger looked too much like a video game. Model. I loved it. I thought but, it looked so fucking awesome. <laughs> Yeah, so that that was my biggest complaint with the CGI was was the tiger. But other than that, I think everything looked great. Um, maybe me and Tay can watch it and come shit on it next week. <laughs> I'm playing. <laughs> Man, I it I might really, surprise. You me mean if Ted actually shows up next week? <laughs> I think if you don't think of them as of them as zombies, Sean, you'll like it. Because they're not... Well, that's what I figure. That's how half these movies are, man. They're that's not like they regular. away from it's... that name and start calling them other shit. Mm-hmm. And, and it's like one of those things where no one ever calls them zombies. It's like... Yeah. It's just... 
I mean, the people in the movie do, but no one of an official capacity says these are zombies, right? So it could be, and they don't really explain where this stuff. It's the most loosely used um, monster term in all of monster terms. It's up there, yeah. yeah. (laughs) Um, They basically, it's like if you call a werewolf Dracula sometimes in a movie, right? That's just my Um. Other than movies, uh, my girlfriend and myself have been getting into uh, card games, so I've been playing a lot of Magic the Gathering, and we've been playing Pokemon and things like that, and it's pretty nostalgic from when I was a kid, so we'll probably keep doing that. Nice. Eh, I think that's about it. Oh, we're going on Monday. I think this deserves a huzzah. We're going to No Masks at Work on Monday. Uh, yeah. Finally, awesome. okay. Yeah, they yeah, they lifted our mask mandate here, but like <clears throat> like the Twin Cities is still like enforcing it. So, um, I, I think we're still wearing masks until I think July. At least for my work, I'm sure, and probably other places. But here yeah. it's a whole mixed bag of everybody arguing because they lifted it, but only if you're vaccinated. But no one has to show proof. But everybody's like, "Well, why the fuck not?" And then. So most of the people who are vaccinated are still wearing them, and a lot of people aren't, aren't, and everybody's mm-hmm. mad. So yeah, <laughs> that's the situation we're in. And I just sit back and watch, and I'll keep my own <laughs> opinions to myself. So. Hey, it's just fun to watch. That's the way to do it, man. Right. Nowadays, any opinion is the wrong opinion. Exactly. Yeah, unfortunately, and my opinion on that is. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, um, my week has been kind of, I don't know. I, I've been watching a lot of TV and movies, so I've been rewatching Shit's Creek again. Like I've been talking about the last few weeks, I've gotten through like two seasons this week. And that was like at the beginning of the week. Um, obviously I watched army of the dead the day that that came out. Uh, Cause that came out Friday, I think. And yeah, I watched it. Oh, maybe maybe it came out Thursday and I watched it on Friday. I, I don't remember. I, I watched it on Friday, though. And then um, I ended up watching Joe Bob uh, with some of the people from the network last night. So we uh, we watched Maniac Cop 1 and 2. Um, they did a double feature. Had both Bill Lustig and Bruce Campbell on. So that was great. That's a great double feature. It is. And then they had, they had three on <laughs> right after that. So. Oh, did they really? That's yes. Cool. I knew they showed them, but I didn't know they put three on. Yeah, so they I didn't, didn't get a chance to watch it. Yeah, it was good. It was so good. Um, ended up watching Midsummer also with a group from the network because Andy from Dead in Santa Carla hadn't seen that yet, so we watched that. So that was fun. We were up until like 4 a.m. just watching that and then just talking afterwards. Do you like that movie? Uh, I think it's okay. I, I, I would much rather watch Hereditary. Um, instead of Midsummer, it's not bad. I, I don't think it's bad. It's just I think it's for me. It's too long. Yeah, I thought it was. I I kind of dug it. It was it was all suspense and mm-hmm. not not a lot of payoff. Yeah, but for I don't I can't really put my hand on why. I really liked that everything was brightly lit, which is not normal for a horror movie, right? Um, but it was different. Yeah. I was just curious because a lot of people either you you love it or you hate it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I still haven't checked it out. 
I did like Hereditary. Yeah, it's uh, it's very different. It I is. figured, and I've watched. You know, I know a little bit about it. I just haven't gotten to it. It's not low on my list, but it ain't high on my list. I'll mm-hmm. get to it one day. <laughs> yeah, so we watched that, um, and then well, uh, tonight after we record this, uh, I guess we're watching that found footage movie, Searching or whatever, from a few years ago. So I'll, I'll be watching that this week too, and then. Um, uh, other than that, I went to the movies today, and I, I saw that new Jason Statham movie, uh, Wrath of Man, which is pretty good. That was directed by Guy Ritchie, and uh, it was, that was pretty good. That was about two hours long, though. I, I, it felt a little long in the middle. If, if they would have cut some of the middle out, I think it would have been just perfect. Um, but overall, pretty pretty good action flick, So, and it cool. wasn't completely over the top. He's a good action star. He is. He is, definitely. And I, it was definitely a role kind of for him, so it, I, I thought it was perfect other than just being a little long in the middle. Um, but, uh, yeah, overall it's just been quite a bit of movies and and some uh, Shit's Creek this week, but that's kind of all I've been up to other than working. So, And then our, you know, working this week, and then we got Memorial Day next week, So, and then after that, my whole schedule's fucking changing. I'm going to be working early mornings, Monday through Friday, so but I'll have my weekends back, which will be nice. Yeah, that's cool. If I survive Zombie Fest, I'll be back. <laughs> <laughs> I might disappear forever again. <laughs> you better kidding. not, damn it. <laughs> I wouldn't do that. <laughs> not just you guys, but you know, I love my family. So. Yeah. <laughs> of course. So uh, a couple things I wanted to cover before we jump into this uh, review of The Cabin in the Woods. Um, did you guys hear about the reboot of Highlander from the director of John Wick that's um, being made? Oh. So um, the director of John Wick is, is currently um, working on a reboot of Highlander, which is, of course, the 80s action movie that starred Christopher Lambert. Um, they are currently in talks with Henry Cavill to play the title character in in the uh, or the lead character in the movie. So that could be interesting. Um, I don't, I don't know necessarily how I feel about it because it's not like this really needs a remake or a reboot or whatever the case may be. Um, they didn't really say like if it's going to be like a complete remake or if it's going to be a different character that he's supposedly going to be playing, but. Yeah, so that's coming. <laughs> I'd like it if they kind of went just, and it's a different story of another immortal. Mm-hmm. That I wouldn't mind so much, maybe. Yeah. I mean, you know, who knows, man? They make good movies. I get tired of the whole reboot thing, but Highlander's a great story. So it really is. Maybe it could be cool. It's something that people don't talk about much, I will say. No, no, definitely not. And, I mean, we, we got the slew of movies. Uh, we got the, you know, the TV show. We had the children's animated show, which I fucking loved as a kid. I mean, so it, it, it's a great property. And, you know, it'd be, it'll be interesting to see what they decide to do with it. Um, if it's a whole new story, you know, I, I'm, I'm game for that or like a separate story set in the world. I, I don't know. I mean, it, it'll be interesting to see because I, I fucking loved Highlander as a kid. So um, from the movies to the, the show. Minus uh, two, because two can <laughs> just stay forgotten, in in my opinion. But <laughs> anyway, <the> <laughs> yeah, let's let's not go there. <laughs> but anyways, so that's that's um, supposed to be coming. Uh, on top of that, also news came out this week about 
uh, a movie based on Gunnar Hansen's um, uh, book that he wrote uh, called Chainsaw Confidential about the making of Texas Chainsaw Massacre. So they're actually going to be making that into a dark comedy. Uh, so it's not going to be a documentary, but they're going to be making an actual movie basically going through the process of making Texas Chainsaw Massacre. That could be fun. So it's it's interesting that they're going that route, especially with the whole dark comedy thing, because obviously Texas Chainsaw, the original, was supposed to be a dark comedy, but nobody ever saw it like that for the longest time. So um, I, I think that's kind of a, a good nod to it on top of the fact that they're just going to be showing kind of the making of it through the lens of an actual movie. So, so I was the only one cheering for the wheelchair guy to get killed. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. I love it. So uh, th- th- that's interesting. I'm, I'm, I'm glad that they're actually turning that into a movie. So I, I, cause I think that would be really interesting to see um, that be played out on screen. So um, other than that, uh, a little bit of news came out about that new, um, Adams Family series from Netflix. So Jenna Ortega was cast as Wednesday Adams in that, and that's that one that Tim Burton's doing. And then, other than that, I think that was about it for what I had for uh, kind of news for this week. It, it was kind of a dry week for news. Yeah, I don't have any news. I got some a little bit of Blu-ray stuff, but okay, that's about it. <clears throat> yeah, what do you got? Akina Lorber announced that on um, August 31st, they're releasing some Vincent Price stuff. The Raven, The Comedy of Terrors, and The Last Man on Earth, which is the first movie of the I Am Legend story that was done. Because that, mo- that story's been done several times in movies. Yeah. But Last Man on Earth is great. Anyways. And... um. Coming out this week, I just heard about this. I don't know if they just late announced it or what, but Shouts, they've released this on Blue, but now they're doing a 4K release of Transformers, the movie from 86. Okay, I do remember seeing that being announced. And um, August 24th, Two Evil Eyes is getting a 4K from Blue Underground. Blue Underground always releases several of everything they release, so you don't have to (laughs) rush for that one, but... Yeah, Underground's great, but you know they release everything a lot. I think but Powerhouse Films announced on August sixteenth they're releasing several movies. The only one I really recognize though is Jagged Edge from '85, really good thriller with um, Jeff Bridges and Glenn Close. So. That's uh, pretty much it, man. Don't forget coming this week, Explorers and Cycle and the Birds 4K and Don't Look mm-hmm. Now is coming out and. I didn't. I missed this one somehow too. Man, Arrow's got a steel book of Twelve Monkeys coming out this week too. So. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, so that should be. It looked pretty cool. So, and um, don't forget in June, man, Body Slam, Godzilla and Kong on the fifteenth, and Half Baked on the twenty second, and the Strike Commando series. Nice. Howard the Duck on the sixth. Yep, that's about it. Oh, Mortal Kombat's about to leave HBO. By the time this comes out, it'll be all fair, man. But July 13th, they got their blue coming out. So. Which will be good. Yeah. Especially for those that ended up missing it, which, I mean, you had a month to sign up for a, a trial. Yeah, I almost missed it. I was like, oh, crap, I got to watch this. <laughs> Glad I got to watch it, though, man. It was a good movie. So, And not to bring it up constantly, man, but the damon Jin trilogy by arrow man that set just looks fucking awesome mm-hmm. got a hundred extra bucks it's 
very much worth it. So. Definitely. Fucking love it. And don't forget about next weekend is the Vinegar Syndrome halfway to Black Friday sales. So that's going to be great. Me and Ted always do our little. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to miss it this time. Yeah, we always I do our little guys. watch a movie and <laughs> spend a bunch of fucking money. So it'll be a lot of fun. Is it Friday, 12 a.m.? Uh, yes. All right. Yeah, I won't. I don't think I'll have access to Wi Fi. Oh, well. As soon as I do, though, I'm spending a little bit of money. <laughs> there you go. Especially if they release Scanner Code. Oh, God, yes. It's the first thing I'm looking for. Because there's nothing like low in numbers right now that they have currently that I need to worry about buying. So it's definitely going to be whatever new releases that there are that aren't included with the subscription. So I'm looking for that and uh, the walk on the edge. I think there's a new one. Mm-hmm. Anyways. Yeah. So get ready for that. If you are a fan of any of the vinegar syndrome stuff, because that's going to be 50% off MSRP on a lot, most of their stuff, not, not some of the newer stuff in the last few months that's been released, but most of their older catalog you'll have. The uh, the fifty percent off MSRP, and then they've got four new slip covers, and their slip covers are like the best slip covers for any fucking movies. Like they're very well done and very durable, unlike say like Shout Factory, where theirs are flimsy and easy to fuck up. So definitely the best place for slip covers if if you're into collecting those. So and they usually if you have some good. Blow a load, you can subscribe. Yep, you can subscribe for the halfway package, which I did last year, and then I ended up just getting the full year, you know, during Black Friday. So, it's a, it, I think it's a great, it's a great investment if you're a collector for sure. So, but anyways, with that being said, are we ready to talk about the cabin in the woods? Yes, sir. Let's do it. All right, let's talk about the cabin in the woods. Everybody ready? It doesn't even show up on the GPS. It's unworthy of global positioning. That's the whole point. Get off the grid, right? Hello? I'm thinking this thing doesn't take credit cards. Sign says closed. We're looking for, uh, what's it called? Tillerman Road. I have to get you there. Getting back. That's your concern. Oh, this is awesome. Whoa, no way. The lambs have passed through the gate. They are come to the killing floor. I seriously believe something weird is going on. What is that thing? We have to stay together. This isn't right. We should split up. Yeah, good idea. Really? We gotta get out of here. Oh! <laughs> 
Somebody sent those things here to get us. You're missing the point. They want to see us punished. All right, so Cabin in the Woods was released on April 13th, 2012. It was directed by Drew Goddard. Um, this had a cast of Chris Hemsworth uh, before he really became popular with Thor. Uh, Kristen Connolly, Anna Hutchinson, uh, Fran Kranz, Jesse Williams, Richard Jenkins, and Bradley Whitford. Uh, this had a budget of about $30 million, which was very well spent. Uh, and unfortunately, it didn't really gross a whole lot worldwide. It grossed about $70 million. Uh, worldwide so the the opening for this movie was a deliberate attempt by drew godard and joss whedon to confuse the audience to make them think that they were watching the wrong movie which is very very clever because you know because from the trailer it, it looked like it was literally just a movie about you know these teenagers being hunted in the woods and stuff by these zombies and, and shit they didn't show any of the stuff with like the facility and kind of everything else going on so, like, because I, I went to the uh, Bloody Disgusting put on a, like, you know, one of the pre, uh, previews for it at one of our local theaters here. So I ended up going, like, a month or two before it was actually released and got to um, sit through that and then do, the, the like, the Q&A with, with the director and stuff like that. And that was, like, it, 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 it was so random because of how it started. And it's like, what the fuck are we getting into here? Um, just because it's so different, uh, with, with especially with the kind of the comedy aspect, because they didn't really have any of the comedy stuff in, in the trailers either, so that kind of threw you as well. So I, I, I think that was very smart on their part um, with, with doing that, because it, it just kind of takes you back a little bit, like, what is going on here? Um, on top of that, the thermal coffee mug slash bong was actually fully functional as a mug and a bong, um, as portrayed in the movie, and it actually cost them about five thousand dollars to make that fucker. Yeah, it's awesome. But I don't I believe spent... it. I need proof. Sure, I was been spending five grand. On it. Right. Um. Uh. The, That's awesome. Yeah, it it really is. Uh, the last two things I had here is when Jules kisses the wolf head that's hanging on the wall. Uh, the wolf's tongue was covered in powdered sugar, um, to give it a dusty look, but also to make it more tolerable for the actress when she was doing the scene. And then finally, uh, Joss Whedon and Drew Goddard actually wrote the screenplay uh, for themselves after both came out with fil failed film projects. Uh, they actually locked themselves in a hotel room over a weekend and wrote this. So they wrote it in like three days. That's wild. It is. It is very wild. So, yeah, the fact that they wrote this movie. I was wondering when they say three days, man. Was it? Like th three days of intense riding. How did, that's what I always want. I don't know, but because three days sounds like not much, but three days can be some hell if you <laughs> yeah if you don't sleep much and do nothing. Well, I mean, I've heard of some writers like actually locking themselves in. Yeah, that's what I'm and, saying. And exactly. having somebody guard the door and not let them leave until they're <laughs> yeah. done. Right, which sounds extreme to me. Yeah, but I mean, you got to burn that nugget out of your head, though. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
sometimes I'll do it like intentionally, like I'll put a crunch on myself creatively because sometimes like produces a better result than if I sometimes you you do have to do that because otherwise yeah. you'll procrastinate and you won't get shit done. It's 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 needed sometimes just to kind of put that kind of deadline on you, on yourself, just to kind of work through it. <laughs> but yeah, so I mean, what initially? What what are your thoughts on this movie? I love the Stoner's intro with his little mug bong man. Like, <laughs> I thought that was cool. I love that it's actor. Like the system bumping, yeah. <laughs> that was pretty cool, man. Honestly, I wasn't even going to watch this movie back when it came out because it just looked like another generic, shitty 2000s horror movie to me. So, yep. But it, through the buzz and finding out it was something a little different, I finally checked it out. And I wasn't disappointed. I'll say that much. I like the old man, too. I love how they're all like kind of stereotyped. Yep. You can definitely see because I think the two of the best characters are the guys running the show. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Richard guys, Jenkins and Bradley Whitford. The they're best betting. The betting on who's going to kill them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but like, because I kept thinking, I was like, man, if this was just a horror movie without that element, this movie would probably suck. But that's what brings the movie in is the fact that you have this other element of these guys manipulating them and mm-hmm. you know, comedy job perspective. <laughs> yep. You got that comedy relief, which is yeah. which is so good, and it it works so well for this movie. Yeah, I that that just makes this movie so unique, I think. And it, and it's a really fun thing to think about that their uh motivation is they have these centers all over the world and they're basically <laughs> claiming in this movie that every incidence of every other horror movie you see is because of something like this. There's someone behind the scenes setting this up mm-hmm. to appease this greater being. The old ones. The old ones. <laughs> which is, you know, which one is it? Is are they trying to stop Cthulhu? What are they doing? <laughs> right. Because when, when I hear the old ones, I automatically think Lovecraft. Yep, Lovecraft, Mythios, yeah, definitely. Cthulhu is one of many. Cthulhu is the most popular, but yes. in the Lovecraft mythos, he absolutely is not the most fearful. No, yeah. Same. But I mean, I w- honestly, I wouldn't choose any of them. <laughs> right? <laughs> no, no. That's one of my... I, I love when they're showing the Japanese stuff. Like, first the little girls are all about to get murdered, and then they all band together and song. To defeat the thing. <laughs> Turn it into a fucking frog. <laughs> oh, when they're showing how all the other stations failed. Yes. Yep. <laughs> yeah, Kong just defeated, and then you've got like the thing defeated. I mean, they, they've got they've got so many callouts to like so many great horror movies in this too. It's it's just so good. Like we can always depend on Japan. I love how the <laughs> the one main guy like multiple times throughout the movie he like foreshadows his own death. Mm-hmm. <laughs> It's like, I, I just wanted to see the mer people. <laughs> yeah. God, that was hilarious, dude. I kept saying, this poor guy, man, he's really upset. He's like, I just want one, man. And he finally got it, though. <laughs> and the he mer- too happy then, either. No, merman comes out, and he's like, oh, come on. <laughs> it was so good. Yeah, that, that the merman scene was actually the scene in the theater that got the most reaction. Um, when we were when we went to the bloody disgusting showing of it, it, it was like everybody erupted in 
cheered and everything <laughs> when the merman showed up and killed Bradley Whitford's character. It was just so good. How about Mordecai? <laughs> <laughs> Mordecai is just so good. Like he's he's great at first with his you know the you better not go up there role, but. <laughs> I like how he gets mad. He's like, you know in the hell which war I'm talking about. Which I still don't fucking know which one he was talking about. <laughs> right. WWII. <laughs> but I love how they're all laughing at him because he's just so goddamn serious. So. Mm-hmm. God, when they got him on I felt like he's the only one that maybe truly represented it all the way it really was where everybody else was just like, another day at the office. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love uh, how Chris Hemsworth's death was because of his own arrogance, and he's so full of himself. And he's like, he's going to evil Knievel across this fucking canyon. I laughed at that one, man. Like, yeah. I couldn't help it. He was Which... so set and so ready, and then when he, the way he hit the wall was just like, that's fucking great. <laughs> he just kept tumbling all the way down. And this was right around the time Thor came out, wasn't it? Yes, it was. Because they they actually filmed this a few years before it was released. So they they, they filmed it before he actually became famous. And when uh, you know he became Thor, that's when they decided, okay, we better jump on this and get this released. So yeah, was... I heard it was some of the footage from this that actually got him the role for Red Dawn. So mm, Red Dawn, I, I I didn't know about that. So. Yeah. So he just got in the right place at the right time, man, and blew up. That's how it goes. Yeah. Yeah, now he's big as hell. Mm-hmm. He was cool, man. The other guy, Mr. Decent guy, was just overly too gentlemanly and decent, so he was kind of irritating him. But yeah. That's the, he was supposed to be. But... The egghead. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, the stoner's the only character I thought was kind of cool. And, the, you know, the virgin girl, she was cool. One complaint I had is they seem to overly f- try to focus on the blonde and her dancing and showing off her body. Mm-hmm. Which again, I think they were trying to exaggerate everything. Man. Like, yeah, right. I think I that know. was part. That was like part of the joke, right? Yeah. Because I was like, "Damn again!" But then <laughs> I was like, "Maybe that's part of it." So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She's definitely a freak, but way too fucking easy. So. <laughs> <laughs> the wolf scene kiss was cool. Man. I like how they they changed like some of the major tropes. Like the stoner was like, you know, in reality, most of the times in the group, the stoner he's not a useless fucking idiot like you see in all the movies. Yeah, yeah, he was the stoner is stupid, and this guy was actually the only one that knew what was going on. Right, and that's not to say a lot of stoners aren't stupid because a lot of people are stoners and a lot of people are stupid. But yeah, that's just the movie trope for sure. Yeah, yeah. but in the movies, it's always. <laughs> He's just the like in Friday the 13th part three, he was afraid of everything, he didn't do anything, he was just there to die. Yep, he was there to look like Tommy Chong and die. Yep. <laughs> That's what I always thought. I was like, he's just a Tommy Chong. Yeah. So that was fresh and unique. I like that. Yeah, that was cool. I agree with that. Yeah. Like How about it. all the men when the, um, Helmsworth and her are finally about to get it going in the woods and you see the office and She's all like, the men it's are sitting too there cold. waiting like, all You're the like, men oh. are waiting like, oh man. <laughs> like, get your perverted asses out of here. 
<laughs> I think so my favorite good. villains in this whole, but I, that was another thing I want to say. That besides the two guys running the show, helping make the movie, the Buckners, I thought they were pretty freaking awesome. Man. Yes. Like, the zombie I rednecks. <laughs> I, yeah. I fucking loved it. I wouldn't mind seeing a, a well-made movie with just them as the actual, right. You know what I mean? The actual killers without all the extra stuff. But. I kind of dug the uh, the look of the, the Hellraiser ripoff monsters where they had, like, the, the little sphere yeah. thing puzzle yeah. box. The guy with, like, yeah. the, the blades in his head instead of, you know, pinhead. <laughs> yeah. The little girl kind of reminded me of um, Silent Hill. Mm-hmm. Or Silent Hill game. Not the those Bunkner's little girl, but when they're in the elevators there. Yes, yes. Well, the one with the open face with the teeth. <laughs> and how about when Virgin Girl's finally starting to let loose and make out with the guy? <laughs> this is totally random. This toner guy. Husband bulge. He's got his husband bulge. Yes. <laughs> 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 that was one of the best comebacks to a joke. <laughs> Just killed the whole mood. <laughs> so good. I loved it. Yeah. Uh, that's always fun to ruin somebody's good time. <laughs> God, it's just so good. I like when they were going through the facility and all shit was hitting the fan, and they're you're like in the lobby and everything looks fine, and then all the the elevators open up and shit just explodes. <laughs> it's fucking awesome. All the fucking monsters just fly right out of the elevators at the yep. the the soldiers there. God, that yep, was so just- good. Body parts and viscera all over the place. Yeah, it was like they come back around the corner and it's, it literally looks like everyone exploded. <laughs> hmm. I guess we're meant to believe at the end that the world just ended. That's how I take yeah. it, man. Because like, my wife was like, so does Sigourney Weave count? And I was like, I don't think she counts. She was old. <laughs> it had to be the dude. It had so. to be the young people. Yeah, and they had to like... There were certain roles to it, so Sigourney Weaver didn't definitely didn't fit that. No, yeah, I definitely took that. That you know, the hand because at first I thought I guess they're not coming because she was like, I wish we could have seen it, but then you see the hand come up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm assuming that was one of the old ones. Now we need a the old ones in the woods, right? <laughs> that would be terrible. <laughs> Jesus. God, uh, yeah. I do like how to the the virgin's death was optional. I thought that was kind of funny. Yes, I thought that was great because that kind of plays in the whole final girl thing. Because usually they were like the virgin and, and stuff like that. So and back to Helmsworth with his cockiness and trying to be evil Knievel. And I thought it was he's like I'm going to get the cops and bring choppers and guns. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, he was ready to bring army. It was almost as bad as the guy in the ruins. Talking about Americans not disappearing. <laughs> right. God. Poor Americans can't disappear in Mexico. <laughs> oh, man. God, I, I got to say, like, the dialogue in this movie is just so good, and it's so funny. I mean, especially with the stoner dude. I mean, he has some of the best dialogue in this whole fucking yeah. movie. And uh, between that and then just the banter between Richard Jenkins and uh, Bradley Whitford and, and their characters, um, kind of running the show there. I mean, that that was just so spot on and just so Tequila good. Tequila is my lady. <laughs> yeah, he's getting all sentimental. Like, I just really wish she would just survive. It just, 
just, <laughs> just instantly switches. It was just so good. So perfect. I, like, I couldn't see anybody else in that role besides him because he was perfect. Like, honestly... He's I, always I, good at being that smart ass. Yes. That's I always take him. Yes. Good. I see him, I'm like, oh, he's going to annoy me. <laughs> but that's what he's supposed to do. That's why I like him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he always plays those dick characters. Yes. Just the biggest dick in the world. I love it. Um. So, uh, what, what would... What would you guys say would probably be the best kill in this movie? Because for me, it's definitely the merman. Yeah, kill. For yeah, I have to agree on that one. Just yeah, that was pretty cool. I really enjoyed. Not that it was the best kill, but it was just so comical to me the way Hemsworth died. So yeah, that one was pretty <laughs> good too. <laughs> it just yeah, cracked me up, man. So him just hitting that wall and just tumbling yeah. is just yeah, good. That was pretty funny. <laughs> and honestly, um, the blondes kill wasn't too bad either man like, no they didn't show it wasn't as graphic as it could have been but i like the way they did it they yeah the blood spraying out and then it switched the scene so that was pretty cool and then when when old dude tosses the head to the the main chick i mean yeah, that that prosthetic head looked really good that head was great that's the first thing i thought is like see man that's what a head's supposed to look like in a movie <laughs> <laughs> so well done and it looks almost exactly like hers you know so i mean they did a really good job with that so um, yeah, the, the effects in this, especially the practical effects, were so well done in this. And the makeup was really well done, especially for the the Buckners and, and everything. I, it was just, overall, I, I just think this movie is just really, 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 really well done. And yeah, they did a good job. Huh? There's not a lot of hits to me in the 2000s, so. No. This one's definitely one of the better movies that came out. So. Mm-hmm. Which is wild because I mean, you know MGM was just going through their own financial troubles. I don't think it was the movie itself that got it delayed. It was just MGM. Well, that was kind of part of it because of uh, the whole bankruptcy thing. Um, that kind of yeah. got it put on the shelf. But then Lionsgate saw it and loved it, and decided to to pick it up to get it released. So, um, yeah, so it was kind of Lionsgate that kind of saved it from and got it released. So, I mean, that was that was great because I mean. Yeah. I'm glad I finally gave it a chance here because honestly, I was never going to watch this movie. <laughs> yeah. But when I finally did, it was here. Yeah. I only bring that up because so many people, you know, and I still do it sometimes, man. We're so quick to freaking judge all these movies, especially the remakes. And it's hard not to when you love some of the original content. And then sometimes you got to just say, shut up, asshole, to yourself and give the movie a chance. Right. You might see something good. That's very true. Yeah, this was this was kind of on a, on a whim, and we only because we had a group of us that went because I was still uh, going to school for video production at the time when this came out, and I just happened to see it that they were doing a free screening of it, and and I'm like, shit, let's just go do this because it's free, and you know, you kind of seen the the trailers previously for it, but I mean, fuck it. I mean, if it's going to be free and there's the director's going to be there, why not? You know, because it was a good thing for us yeah, to do with being good. in video production is to go to one of these and get to ask questions of the director and stuff. I mean, fuck yeah. So, yeah, pleasantly surprised. And I, I went back to the theater, I think, two other times after the, that screening to, to see it. So once it was finally released. So, I, yeah, I, I fucking love the movie. But um, anything else you guys kind of want to talk about with regards to the movie? 
No, man, I'm ready to give it a rating. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, what would you guys rate this if you were to rate this? I'm going to give it a three, maybe three and a half. Man. This is fun, man. It's definitely good to check out. I think a lot, you know, I'm a little bit harder on movies sometimes, so I guarantee this is probably going to be the lowest rating here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But it is a fun movie, man. I'm not knocking it at all. This is a great movie. Mm-hmm. Definitely worth checking out. So three, three and a half stars. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to give it a four out of five. It's not perfect, but it's definitely one I rewatch, if not every year, every other year. I, I always have fun watching this movie. It's a good popcorn movie, I think. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. And I'm right there with you, Mark. Uh, I'm definitely giving this one four out of five. It's 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 such a great um, tribute, ultimately, to horror movies, but it's also a great parody of it, and it's not like a dumb parody like some of the other parody movies that have come out. And it, it's just so well-written, so well-done. It's quirky. I fucking love it. So, and definitely, it's cool, man. They're able to do comedy without totally shitting on the product. Exactly, a lot of the stuff, man. Yep, you're not making, you're not having fun with, you're making fun of, and nobody who likes it wants to see that shit. Precisely. So yeah, I mean, it's definitely not a perfect movie. It it does have its moments where it's kind of like, ah, okay. Um, but overall, I mean, it's 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 fucking solid, and definitely, definitely well worth checking out. If if you haven't, uh, I highly recommend it. It's it's definitely one I, I go back to quite a bit. I, I've seen this movie probably 50 or 60 times. So, I mean, I, I've seen it a lot. But I, I fucking love it. And, I mean, a lot of it comes from loving the Evil Dead movies, you know, too. Because Yeah, I meant to say that. It definitely has that Evil Dead feel. Yeah. Which we're doing next week. Yes. Uh, a little foreshadowing there. Because that's best coming movie next week. of the freaking month. And I'm gonna miss it. Yeah. <laughs> Shucks. Five out of five, just so everybody knows. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. But, yeah, so we would also love to know what you guys think about the movie. Feel free to reach out to us through our social social media. We're on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, all at CLS Podcast. Uh, we hope that you enjoyed this week's episode. And like we alluded to, next week we'll be finishing off the month of May talking about The Evil Dead, the original. Um, not talking the remake this time, but uh, definitely the original starring Bruce Campbell. So, be on the lookout for that. Uh, I, yeah, I think that's going to be the highest rated movie of the month, probably for sure. Uh, it's definitely my favorite of, of the month. So, but with that being said, uh, where are there any final words as we leave? Yes, man. Don't worry, everyone. Madness sticking to you is a good thing. This is just the first of many new superpowers you will acquire in the next few years. <laughs> so don't hold back and wait. Start now. Fight for mutant rights. i love it oh it's so good anything from you mark um i was gonna say something about masks and chemtrails but i couldn't put it together (laughs) all right well with that being said we will see you guys next week this episode of the crystal lake soldiers podcast is brought to you by the Slash and Cast Podcast Network. Check us out at www.clspodcast.com or join in the conversation on social media. You can find us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, all at CLS Podcast. Until next time, stay safe, campers. <laughs> <laughs>